What is up guys and gals? Welcome to the Better Life Podcast, your one-stop spot for the daily motivation that you crave with your host Gary. In this podcast, I will discuss different high-performance habits that only create room for more success and positivity in your life, as well as my own experiences I go through and what I have learned from them. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you find value from this, please leave a rating. I will be releasing a new episode every Friday. Thanks for your support and being a listener. Yo, welcome back for another episode. I'm super sorry that it is late. I've been going through kind of a lot lately. And this past week, I've just been experiencing writer's block. I've had a lot on my mind. So I'm trying to deal with all that. Um, Just been trying to wrap my head around everything and learn how to deal with it. But last Saturday, I got a call from my sister that my dad was in the ICU because he had a tumor in his brain that they found. And so it's just been a crazy week dealing with that. I mean, I got to go and see him, and that was the first time seeing him in, wow, almost eight months. And so, yeah, it's definitely not been easy because, you know, a lot's happened between me and my dad, and I blocked him out to get where I'm at, and... Part of me feels bad, but I know I shouldn't feel bad because I needed to do what I had to do for myself. It's just been the hardest thing knowing that eight months has gone by and now he's incredibly sick. He has brain cancer and just kind of makes me worry about how much time is left, you know. When I went to go see him in the hospital, I got to see my aunt that I haven't seen in years. She flew out from Connecticut, so I'm glad she's out here with him. I'm sure that helps him feel a lot better knowing that he has some family here and I'm really trying to be there for him but it's all these stupid COVID rules not allowed to go see him because there's a rule that no more than two people a day can be there and I wish it was two people at a time that would make more sense to me I don't understand why it's two people a day this has definitely not been the easiest thing I've ever dealt with the first time I went to see him and he was talking I was impressed because I was told from my mom that he wasn't talking and that he wasn't there, which really confuses me. But anyways, talking to him, he can talk, but then he forgets what he's saying mid-sentence and has to like go back to it and stutters over it. But it's not very bad, you know. He's still there. He can still talk. He's still himself. He seems a lot happier. And, I mean, he's got all kinds of goals that he wants to accomplish, and it really seems like since I blocked him out, that it has changed him for the better. Because now he's, you know, I'm not the most religious person, but I'm really happy for him because he's been talking about how he's becoming super involved in his church. He became a deacon. Um, He really wants to be a pastor. And so I think it's really cool that, even though I'm not religious, that he found fulfillment in that. And I'm happy for him. I want And I'm happy for him because I want everyone to find what fulfills them. Even if I don't like it, like I don't care. Just I want you to find what makes you happy. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. But so we're there and we ate dinner with him. And he started to stutter really hard. Then he was saying that the side of his face was going numb. And in the process of that, within like 15 seconds later, his eyes started to droop and... It was definitely not easy to watch, man. I mean, that was, like, what showed me how serious this shit is. He's, uh, been diagnosed with 
I believe I have this name right, glioblastoma. And it's one of the most aggressive forms of brain cancer there is. It's untreatable. And yeah, so why why his eye started to droop and he started to get worse is because they're giving him fentanyl right now, which is helping, and it's been the only thing that has helped him. And so with giving him the fentanyl, it takes down the swelling. But when it swells, I mean, it's his brain basically hitting the side of his skull with the tumor or because of the tumor. So it messes with everything that's on that right top side of his brain. So it messes with his speech. I mean, it made his eye droop, I guess the day before, I wasn't there for it, but he went completely blind out of his right eye because of it. And yeah, so this has not been a fun thing to deal with, nor has it been easy. Um, I've been struggling just to learn how to deal with this. I'm not ready to lose my dad. You know, I thought there'd be more time to fix things, and so I'm trying not to beat myself up because I know I can't, but it's just not easy. I don't really know how to feel. After seeing him in the hospital, I really decided that I want to spend as much time with him as I can, regardless of everything that's happened. I want to be there for him. I want him to feel like he's alone. And so because of the COVID shit, um, if I can't go there, I told him I'd call him every day and talk to him, so that's what I do. And so recently, yesterday, or no, day before yesterday, so that would be Thursday. Day before yesterday, so on Thursday, he went in for a surgery. They were going to do a biopsy, or the resectioning, where they were going to cut out a part of it and just try to slow down the growth of it, do what they could to make it more comfortable. And I guess they went in. But they couldn't really do what they wanted to do. I guess they still ended up getting some of it out. But most of it they couldn't because sadly the tumor grew fingers into his brain. So it's very aggressive. I mean it's attacking like his full brain basically. And I'm just happy that from talking to my sister and my aunt. He's actually doing better than he was before the surgery. Because I guess they took out enough to where he can talk better. It's not pushing on his brain as hard. So I'm really happy to hear that. And that's a great step forward. I mean, he's a stubborn guy. He's strong. This won't take him out easy. Me and my girlfriend talk about that a lot. Like, she really believes that this isn't going to take him out. He's going to live past the... They said two to six months is what they gave him to live. But I think he'll make it longer. I mean, he's been through a widow maker. He had sepsis. Um... He's survived a lot, and he's strong. I know he's got this, so that's what we're just trying to do is focus on the good. You know, miracles can happen. That's what we're hoping for. I really just wanted to make this episode to vent because, like I said, I've been going through writer's block. I've been trying to deal with this. And one thing I want to talk about in this episode is controlling our emotions. So after going to the hospital to visit him, I really decided that I wanted to be there and spend more time with him. And so I was talking to my sister about that because she's kind of running everything with like letting people go visit him and whatnot. So I told her I wanted to stay there the night with him, you know, and just get as much time as I could. And I can't because in my opinion, this is super stupid, but it is what it is, I guess. I'm not allowed to make medical decisions for him, but it's like when you're there, you don't 
really need to make medical decisions for him. Just like if he starts feeling really bad or starts swelling again, like you need to get a nurse and like that's easy. And they think that I can't handle that. Whatever. It is what it is. So when I was originally told that I couldn't do this because these are the rules and these are the only people that are allowed there, I got super pissed. I mean, I went off on my mom and my sister. I said some really mean things and I'm not proud of it. So what I'm getting to here is that we got to not let our emotions control us because that was the first time where I felt my emotions just completely take over. Like I had no self-control. I just, you know, just lashed out and was pissed off and angry and I was taking it out on them and it's not fair even though I don't like how it is. Like those are the rules because of the COVID stuff and what they worked out for him. And so I'm not trying to make it... I'm not trying to make issues there, but it's just not, I don't like it. It's not easy. So my biggest challenge throughout all this is I have to figure out a way to start to accept it. I think by being there with him and we're still going to do fun stuff when he gets out. He wants to go shoot pool. He wants to go frisbee golf and he wants to go fishing. Um, And in between that, they're going to do chemo and radiation and so we really just got to enjoy the time we have left. You know, no more wasting time. And so, yeah, my biggest challenge is just going to be staying strong for him. You know, because I know there's going to be down days with him where he's just not, where he won't be happy about it. He'll be sad and it'll be my job to lift him up. Also, I just want to find a really healthy way to deal with what I'm experiencing. You know, I'm definitely looking around for some counseling I need something, because this is rough. I've never experienced anything like this before. I just want to shout out my girlfriend's family. You guys are amazing. Everything you said to me about if I need to talk to you or if I need anything to let you know, I will. I really appreciate it. So shout out you guys. Love you guys. You're awesome. And that's all I got in this episode. I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm sorry for the late delivery on this episode. Please bear with me. Kind of going through a lot, but we ain't stopping. We keep moving forward. Never stop striving. Tell somebody you love them, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace out.